I have this uh, this super skill where I relate everything together. It's like Voltron. I like that. I like that. Because I'm, I'm the connected. coach. What are you doing? <laughs> I have my opinions on those coaches, by the way. Good, good, good. So uh, let's start from the beginning. How did you become, or why did you become a life? That's the title, right? Life coach. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, I actually was referred. Somebody referred me to a life coach. I was going through a tough period and lost motivation and then uh, it was my cousin actually she's like oh I have somebody for you so I'm like ah you know I don't know I'm not sure and then she's like no no she's really cool Munya. Oh, okay so she gives me her number I call her she calls me back we start talking and then she's like how long ago was this this was three years ago okay And I really liked her. I liked her energy. She was uh, very different, very uh, big empath, you know, which is like, whatever, super important for me. And then I'm like, okay, so when do we start? And then she's like, okay. So she's like, I have two options for you. And I'm like, okay. She's like, we can do the coaching one-on-one. Or what about if you take a course to become a coach and I'm like what what? (laughs) and she's like yeah you know what we had a conversation you're explaining to me a bit your situation you feel stuck you don't like your job you don't like what you do you've been changing and she's like I I really see you as a life coach and I'm like okay and this is on the first yeah we're on zoom so I'm shocked confused and I'm like my cousin didn't tell me about this so I'm like, okay, well, let me think about it, and I'll get back to you um, after the weekend. It was on a Friday. So I called my cousin. I'm like, uh, you didn't tell me that she offers, like, a, a program and, like, for coaching. She's like, what are you talking about? Oh, so she gives the course. Yeah. Oh. And I'm like, okay, but she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, didn't she propose that to you when you, like, contacted her? She's like, not at all. So I was like super confused and but there was something inside of me that was telling me like Munya that this is maybe something that could is for you, you know? Mm-hmm. So I spoke to my sister and she's like I love it. And I'm like what do you mean you love it? She's like you've always been that kind of person Munya without really it being a profession, you've always been that kind of person that asks those questions that just never end. Okay. And it makes people think, like, mm-hmm. you bring them to a completely different way of seeing things. And sometimes they come and see you with the subject and then they end up, like, somewhere completely different. So she's like, I'm not surprised that she offered this to you. And I'm like, but I, 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 don't, I don't understand. You know, I was in the questioning of why, why, why. Of course. Then I'm like, you know what? Just sleep on it. You have the weekend and then you'll decide. Whatever, Monday, yes, no, maybe, go get more information. And then on that Friday, actually, uh, something happened, uh, personal. And uh, I called her on Monday and I'm like, I'm really sorry, but there is no way that I can actually invest time, energy, or focus on anything that you've suggested to me right now. I would love to. I really like the idea, but I can't. What were you working at the time? I was working for um, 
I was working for somebody uh, at home. He has Alzheimer, and I was taking care of him. So oh. basically, if we go back, I have a bachelor's in HR, and then I worked for 10 years at Laurentian Bank downtown, and then I wasn't happy. I was like the office, the whole thing wasn't, and then like the the one hour chat that like transport in the morning and night, and I was like losing my mind. So I decided I spoke to my ex husband back then, and he's like, you know what? He's like, take a break. Uh, I got you. I got the family. Just do you figure out what you want to do, and uh, so I left the HR world, and uh, I was happy for a while. <laughs> started meditating doing me I was more present I was more mindful um and then um divorce hit <laughs> wow <laughs> knock knock you're a great storyteller so yeah then then divorce hit after that high came the very big low was it your choice both uh it was both okay. actually it was both so it wasn't a surprise no okay No, it wasn't a surprise. Because the way you told the story was like, you know, no, it was meditating and divorce, and then yeah, no, but that's what I mean. Like I was on that high, you know, when you're mm -hmm. on that high and you're like the perfect life, and then it just crashes when you realize that you know what you're living an illusion kind of thing. But isn't that life? Yes, it is. So six years after now, it's been six years that uh, I uh, we're divorced and we're super good relationship now after six years so we've had oh, our ups wow. and downs okay. yeah and uh everything happens for a reason and i hate that phrase everything uh, happens for a reason because it makes no sense it means nothing but at the same time it means everything <laughs> exactly but like he <laughs> he grew i grew the children grew oh, yeah, yeah. through no, all of that. that but like today It's an amazing relationship you that guys we evolved. have. Oh my God, yeah. So we laugh. We have this like completely different. Is he still single? Oh no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, because those are the the factors that come in play. I have somebody that comes often on the pod, Phil, where he, he went through a divorce, same thing. Two kids, pretty much like me and everything. And yeah. he's in a super good relationship with his ex. And he said a couple of times on the pod, he was like, because I saw you, he was talking about me, yeah. where you have this cool relationship with your ex. And I explained to him, the motivation was the kids from the get-go. Always. That's it. So I was like, I always put my kids first. Now, I did not go against my values or principles in the sense that I'm forcing a relationship. Because okay. we were together for 13 years. So somewhere along the way, we got along. <laughs> you know, we had good <laughs> moments. Yeah. So I just had to focus on that. And whenever you know somebody after 13 years, so you know what triggers them, what provokes them. And the trick is just to avoid them. <laughs> <laughs> like I do often, and shout out to my ex, is when she's in one of those moods, I just you give tell space. Her, no, no, I just literally tell her, okay, I'm busy, bye. And she's like, but I didn't finish. I'm like, but I did. My dad does that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Because the thing is, I know I'm going home. She's not going to be there to give me a headache. Okay. So I just cut it out. And I'm like, listen, I'm busy. I have a great day. She's like, but I'm not done. I'm like, but I am. Bye-bye. She'll get mad for 30 seconds, then move on. And then what's good about her, and this is the key word that I've learned this year, self-awareness. Mm -hmm. Where you actually, you know, are able moments later, you know, hours, maybe days, <laughs> then you're like, oh, maybe I was, you know, being a headache to him or I was over 
overdoing it. Mm-hmm. And then just like, hey, by the way, my bad last time I was going through. So cool. Cool story. Like, I don't care the why. I just, I'm happy that you realized. Everybody has their struggles. Everybody has their issues. Now, there's a lot of dumping, like I call it today, where people dump their emotional baggage, emotional stress, and they believe that their problems are the only important problems in this world. And they come and they just throw it up on you. And the thing is, you just have to be like, yeah, cool story, but, you know, I'm out. (laughs) See me when you fix your shit. And that's it. Because I was obsessed by fixing people for a very long time. Okay. And then... I just do podcasting. <laughs> let them talk. <laughs> there you go. And let them fix themselves. So what about you? So when you're in that negative emotion and you feel, because it's all about an emotion, right? So let's say injustice. Yes. How do you deal with that? But it's, again, it's case by case. There's no one solution fits all. Depending on my mood, depending on if I ate well, slept well, if I'm in a good place. When I'm in a good place and that's most, most of the time, okay, I'm untouchable in the sense it doesn't affect me. I'm able to detach myself. No matter who it is. No matter who it is. I'm extremely, extremely rational. Some people find that I'm emotionless because of that. My emotions are protected in a different way. Okay. Those who know me well know how. Because it's funny. We had this conversation with my co-host on Thoughts and Confessions about, they asked me when was the last time I cried. Okay. And I was like, I think it's over 20 years. Easily. Hands down. Easily. And they're like, but you're messed up. (laughs) And I'm like, no, actually, the thing is what people don't realize, crying is a reaction to an action. Mm -hmm. I have different reactions. Some people punch walls. Some people go to the gym. Some people take drugs. Some people cry. I have a different way of handling it. Regardless of what it is, I do it differently. I don't need to cry to feel sadness or to be angry or whatever it is. I just have my own, and I'm not unique. Coping mechanism. Exactly. And that's the thing, because we have tendency of generalizing everybody. If you do this, that means this. If you do that, you do that. But it's not true. We're all different. We have different cultural backgrounds, different experiences, different uh, experiences with your parents, your family, and your friends. And if you combine all that together, it makes a different person, a different experience, a different reaction to it. But a lot of people are like, oh, okay, I get what you're saying. Because it's extremely rational. Because I'm, I spend a lot of time analyzing people, and I spend even more time analyzing me. Mm-hmm. What makes me react? What triggers me? What I enjoy? What I lack of? And I'm still learning, right? Because it's we're constantly evolving. Always new, new temptations, new factors, new you know the new shiny thing, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Right. And then you realize where different situation. You can bring me in the same situation, mm-hmm. different days, and I'll react differently. Absolutely. And that's okay. Then the idiots, and I say this with love, <laughs> will say, it's because you're a Gemini. That's a running joke going on on this podcast okay. too. Astrology is my, uh, I hate astrology. Okay. Why so? It's ridiculous. It is. Trying to generate, but again, there is some truth in it. Some. Always. Yeah, but even a broken clock is right twice a day, right? Voilà. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm not impressed. <laughs> But a lot of people, and again, I'm not judging people that like that. I have a lot of guests that really are into astrology mm-hmm. and stuff. It's pretty much like religion. As long as it makes you feel good and it doesn't make you become, you know, a bitch <laughs> for others, mm-hmm. do what you must. I don't care. Like, this is pursuit of happiness. I think that's the purpose of life. Now, I don't feel like happiness 
could be achieved that, like that nirvana, but it's the journey more than the... It is. It's the process more than the... Uh... Yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm always intrigued when I hear, you know, people are life coaches and stuff like that. I'm like, but we're living life. How are you coaching life? You know what I mean? It it impresses me, actually. But why do people go see a coach? So let me ask you the first question. So my theory is, my theory is. Don't tell me they tried everything in there. (laughs) No, 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 no. So I think it's a question of marketing, to be extremely honest, because I feel like still today, now it's getting a lot better seeing a psychologist. Is badly Tabu. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So life coach makes it sound actually cooler. It's all about marketing, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of uh, these gurus say, oh, no, I'm not a you know, psychologist. I'm not a guru. I'm a life coach. So just marketing at the end of the day. So, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but a life coach is somebody that's supposed to give you tools mm-hmm. and uh, be a listening ear. For somebody that is in doubt or questioning or whatever it is. Exactly. Right? Point so, A to point B. So that's a friend. Clarity. I need clarity. So I'm it's confused. That you pay for it. Right? Yeah. And we have a lot of shitty friends that's, around that's us a, today. That's, that's a nice way to put it. No, no. But, you know, I'm dumbing it down. But it is sense. because, you know what? Um, something that I was questioning for a while is when you do become a life coach, you kind of coach your friends for free. So then you ask yourself. Or you do podcasts. Am I <laughs> Am I here because I'm your friend? Really? Because we're friends and we're buddies and we're here for each other? Or are we here because I'm a coach with the tools and I can give you everything? So how do you need? separate both? I haven't figured it out yet. Still investigating, actually. And I'm just letting it be for now. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> no, the, the, the thing but is... But same thing with the family. I mean, you know, it's 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 like that with friends. It's like that with family. It's like that with, with anybody at, at the end of the day. It's just that you need to know where your limits are and where you're going to be going pro bono for everybody. I, I would suggest you separate all. First and foremost, I wouldn't want to be... Even, let's just say, I study in psychology, right? Mm-hmm. I would never want to be my family or friends oh, no. shrink. Because then you cross that line of... Because we have there's a an personal, emotional yeah. we have a personal relationship and then it goes on to absolutely right the, the same principle but you still do it Hassan at the end no of the but day. I do it I do it for free yeah I don't I, do it no. as a business that's what I mean okay so okay, if this you. is your full time job gotcha. right it's a business it's like we had this conversation from a different point of view where I have a friend of mine that has a catering service mm-hmm. so when I go and see him I don't want specials because I'm here to support him mm-hmm. I want to pay the full price. Right, because if I want to find a special, I'll go and see elsewhere. In that sense, mm-hmm. so when you're doing or you're going to people's restaurants or businesses trying to support, you're not coming to support on special. You come fully, right? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to life coaching, psychology, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. favors, it shouldn't come with a price, and that's where you should separate both. Because I believe that whatever you're doing now, you used to do it before. Before you have 100%. the tools. One hundred percent. Now you have the tools, you have more experience. Structure, it's more structure. So business wise is one thing and friendship wise. Because what happens to you then when it comes to your friendships? Because friendships are exchanging thoughts, trying to help each other, and that's your business. So you're gonna be like, Okay, I'm gonna charge you, but you're gonna do it for free for me. I, I don't I don't coach my friends. No, but that's what I <laughs> I feel like you should literally yeah, yeah. Let family, refer them to somebody someone else. else. Absolutely. Exactly. But not you because there's too much history. And the thing is, sadly, the human condition will use 
their history with you against you. It's it's human nature. So if you tell me to come and tell me, oh, you should do this, or maybe you should see this, you're like, yeah, but he didn't do any better. They're going to throw it at you because they know you personally, mm-hmm. right? And then it becomes a friction and then... But a coach is not supposed to tell you what to do. They're going to give you the tools and you're supposed to figure it out on your own. Psychologists. Yes. Well, I did the thing. same thing. Yeah, yeah. I studied psychology too. Mm-hmm. I I went in criminology in university and then I was like, no, no, this is not for me. After one year, I dropped out and then I went into... Uh, Yet, you're doing it now. Because I have the emotional capacity to do it today and I couldn't do it back then. You know what you were talking about, about your ex? Yes. Being able to have that um, emotional intelligence where you're dissociating yourself from what's going on with the other person. A lot of people that are in psychology or coaching, not all, Mm -hmm. they're very big empaths. Okay. And the thing with an empath is that they feel what the other person is feeling and then everything gets mixed up. You're not, you don't know anymore what, what, what belongs to you and what belongs to me. So in order to be able to help somebody from a point of view where you're listening to what they're going through and you have compassion and not empathy, where you're just living all the emotions that they're living and then you're, you don't have clarity anymore because you don't know, you can't dissociate is this what this person's feeling or is this what I'm feeling? Or I'm so touched by what this person is sharing with me because they went through a divorce. Yeah, Let's contagious. talk about it's divorce, contagious. right? It's contagious. And then the whole emotions, because obviously we have wounds, okay? And, and it's going to awaken your own wounds. So you need to be able to, to, to make space between these two things. But that's where the self-awareness comes in play. That's what I was talking about when I said your ex, that she takes the time and then she calls back and she's like, you know what? I wasn't in a good place. I was stressed. We're good. You understand? It's to be able to get yourself out of the situation and not let it overwhelm you to the point where you just, you're not being rational at all. It's all emotions. So I didn't have that then, Hussein. When I finished my first year, I watched Basketball Diary. (coughs) Oh, wow. Okay. I cried the whole movie. And then I decided at that moment, if you want to go work with kids that have like dependencies, like you got to work on a lot of stuff before you're able to do that. And that's why I wanted to go into criminology. I wanted to help teenagers. So I'm like, okay, let's do HR. We did the HR and it was like, okay, like it's, it's, it's less personal. There's, you know, it's like more business oriented. It was okay for a while, but the calling was still there. So what I had to do is I had to work on my emotional intelligence in order to end. The biggest gift God gave me was two children. Mm, so yes. from the beginning, I was just doing everything in every possible way and like I was feeling overwhelmed and not knowing and wanting to do it right and wanting to protect them and wanting to do all these things and at the end of the day what happened happened like every every kid and every parent so at a moment I had to detach myself from this is me I'm their mom I'm here to show them what I think is best for them 
and they are going to learn from their experience. But and those then, are the original life coaches. Our kids? Uh, being parents. Oh my God. My kids, and, and I say it on my website, my kids are my biggest mentors, both of them for different reasons. But I have gotten to know myself through my kids like I've never gotten to know myself before. So was They're this... a mirror of you because they're these little people that have absorbed everything from the mom, from the dad, from the grandparents, from schools, from siblings. And then you're looking at a reaction of your child and you're like, that's wrong. But then you leave the room and you're like, that's me. <laughs> yeah. How many times does that happen? But the thing is, yes, because they are pretty much, I, I see like being a parent, like playing tag, right? You pass it forward. It's mm -hmm. yours, your turn. And then you make it your, your personal experience. Mm -hmm. Whatever they do, right or wrong, is a reflection of whatever they lived from us, parents, friends, or whatever. Because I was going to ask you, because I've known you for a very, very, very long time. And it's very interesting. You're one of, one of the rare people that I still speak to here and there that have known me before kids, in a relationship, and then no more kids. I had no more relationship. Kids are still there. And uh, so do you see a difference? Um, do I see a difference? I, I, I don't know you enough now. I haven't spent time with you now. Mm -hmm. But I, I feel that there's a difference. Okay, That's what I was and it's going a for, the feeling. Yeah. Yes, you're more. You're still funny. You've always <laughs> been really funny, cracking jokes all the time. You have a nice energy, but you're more grounded. In in some way, I feel you're more grounded. Yeah, 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 definitely. But that's that. That's where I was going for actually. The thing is, when you met me, beginning of college, university, I was still discovering the world, right? Mm -hmm. Everything was new, even though I traveled a lot, you know, been around a lot of different situations. And you had a lot of responsibilities yes. at that age, which was fascinating to me because till this day, <laughs> till this day, I don't think I've ever met anyone that had those not obligations, but like, it, and it's always fascinated me. So very young, you mm -hmm. were put in front of a choice, probably or not. Well, I don't I know. Took, I took that choice, yes. But and 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 wow, just 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 to say. But th th that's a state of mind. So that's what I meant by that. So younger it was always simple for me. You want to do it. I believe that phrase. Like nothing is impossible. I honestly believe that. But what kind of parents did you have? Like, let's start from the base. You no, had no, no but, kids, but what kind of parents did you have? Did you have those parents that were there cheerleading for you to no, be that? No. So I played college basketball in yes. university. My parents never saw me play sports in their entire life. So never. they never showed up to see They never. Being... No, they had other responsibilities. Again, during that period when you met me, I was very angry at my parents. So I was doing everything for me, but deep down, maybe I wanted validation. And I never got it. So at the end of the day, I moved on. At 17, I had my own business. My parents left mm -hmm. the country, blah, 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 right? And what was interesting was I only had two options. Cry mm -hmm. or make things happen. It's pretty much that. It was very ultra simple. 
even when it came to the music, I was like, oh, I like this. Let me try this. So I did. Podcasting is exactly the same thing. I was looking for a new project and somebody's like, oh, maybe you should do podcasting. I'm like, what the hell is a podcast? I literally watched YouTube videos for a week. The week after I had the whole setup. And here we are four years later, 30,000 listeners, blah, 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 blah. Right? But it was never about that. It was because I wanted to and I did it. And then if I don't like it anymore, I'll stop and I'll do something else. It was always that simple. I never complicated things. I never over... Overthought. Never overthought things. Never. No, it's like, you know when how you... I was always a very rational person, mm-hmm. right? I was put everything in boxes. So I was like, if I want to do this, I need to do this, and I need to do this. Can I do it? Da, 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 da. Yes, I can. Boom. Let's go. I have a plan. Let's execute. But you need a plan. Of course you do. Okay. But the plan but not is not... a lot of people have that, Hussein. And that's where I want to come back to. It's easier for some people yes. to do that process in their brain. But a lot of people, that's what they need. They need clarity, and they need a plan, and they need structure. So, so you see the clarity part? That's where people do their mistake. Because you can't, when you have a plan, it's not a plan from A to Z. Mm-mm. It's probably a plan from A to Q. The rest, you have some wiggle room. Absolutely. To adapt and see, you know, some surprises, good or bad, regardless of what they are. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. So the clarity part is so far so good. There was this phrase that used to say, one step at a time. And you just have to tell yourself, so far so good. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, when you reach whatever Destination. it is. Destination destination or an obstacle then you analyze the obstacle for its value you don't anticipate things that might happen right so anticipation is anxiety and right now more than ever everybody's living with the anticipation of what's going to happen so you got those that are living in the past that are completely stuck because they're so afraid and And you have exactly you have those that are stuck in the future and that are super anxious so at the end of the day what happens they don't move they stay status quo i'm enjoying the moment (laughs) (laughs) it's fun but again this is where i'm at now okay this the, the thing is a lot of people have to understand i'm 43 i'm here where i'm at now i could have never been here at 22 i had to do those mistakes or the trials and errors or those experiences then to be I'm the result of that. So there is no, even when it came to my kids, I'm like, they need to do mistakes. They'll have to do mistakes. And as much as I like to protect them and, you know, they're my kids, my baby, my, you know, my biggest accomplishment in a sense, I have to let go. Not totally, but you just have to give a little bit of loose. Exactly. And, that's something that a lot of people don't. They want to control everything right now. And my father used to say, you can't control the wind, but you can control your sail. Right? So at the end, there's things you cannot control, but you can control how you react to them. Yeah, there you go. And that's where we're talking about the emotional intelligence. It's so much easier to look at somebody and be like, you did this, or you didn't do that, or why did you do this, or I reacted because you did, or... But at the end of the day, the only thing you can control is your reaction, right? So it's to make peace with these situations. I'm not telling you to stay in a situation where you don't feel respected, where you don't feel loved, where you don't feel valued. But at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, forgiveness. If we start talking about forgiveness for, for whatever reason, you're forgiving for yourself. At the end of the day, if you keep resentment and grudges and the only person you're actually hurting is yourself. 
because you're living in that emotion of regret and of they did this and they did that. And at the end of the day, it's not going to change the situation. Whatever happened, happened. And what, to get I'm sorry at the end, if you do, is that going to take away the pain or is that going to take away the memories or the whatever? At the end of the day, when you do the work, you do the work for yourself. No, I agree. I agree 100. But again, that's the theory of it all, right? But sadly, in practice, I I can speak to you from a place of practice. Mm -hmm. I've always been, um, and you probably remember that side of me, a very impulsive person. Okay. With time, I have learned that that impulsivity is a reaction to a wound, right? So either I felt injustice, somebody was like, telling me that I did or I didn't do something that wasn't true. And I'm trying to justify myself so that the person can actually believe that what they're thinking isn't true. But at the end of the day, ça change quoi? Mais ça change tout, actually. It doesn't, because I know myself that this situation, for example, is not true. I can spend my life trying to explain to you that it is not. But if in your head you're programmed to think that it is because you're looking at every, your perception is completely different of the situation and you're doing the math saying, well, if you did this and then you did that right after, then that means that, well, that's your perception. But I'll play devil's advocate here. So I get what you're saying, but that's the theory in the sense that it's never black or white. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of gray. Mm -hmm. So we live in a society regardless. So as much as you can do all your work, if you're not able to express it, communicate it, or share it, you will always have that weight on you, regardless. Now, I'm saying not everybody. Validation, basically? Not necessarily. It's more comprehension. There's nothing worse than communicating something and somebody not understanding you. True. True. So, Try speaking to somebody in a language that you're going, like, I went to Italy, I went to the supermarket, I wanted something without mm-hmm. gluten, I'm talking to them, and they're like... Mm. Exactly. Mm. So, since we live in a society, and as much as we can do all the work in the world, if you go out and you cannot communicate it, you cannot share it, it's going to aggravate you even more. Because communication is talking and listening, being able to be understood and being able to understand. And that's where you have to find the balance. Because, again, you see these self-quotes, these positivity, you, 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 you. And it's true, but it's not the whole truth. It's not the whole spectrum of it all. Because as much as you can be self-aware, even Buddha was 40 years alone (laughs) in the forest. He found enlightenment, but he abandoned his wife and his kid. Mm -hmm. So we have to stop putting, just focusing on one thing and, you know, removing the rest. The beauty about it all is the whole totality. And it's not going to be perfect. It's not fully black. You're not going to enjoy black without white and vice versa, right? So you have to find a way to balance it out. Now, anybody, anybody, celebrity, influencer, or big people that affected this planet were, you know, glorified for some, still misunderstood hated or hated or, by others. Yeah, absolutely. Because you cannot please everybody because not everybody's seeing it from the same angle, same perspective. You can't even please yourself at the end of the day. Look at yourself. Let's not go out there. Yeah, yeah. How many times but do it's you okay. achieve things and you're like, ah, but. Yeah, but it's but, okay. Absolutely. Because if you would be satisfied and content, you will stop moving. Think about it. If you think you've reached 
that destination. Oh, I'm so proud of me. I'm the best. You're done. <laughs> then you're done. What's next? Right? So Prouder. <laughs> no. <laughs> Proudest. <laughs> but that's what I mean. So I feel like people are putting a lot of pressure on themselves where they have to figure it out. They have to be there already. But I'm like, hey, like you can reach a destination. They're like, okay, I like this, but this is not, I want to go somewhere else now. And it's okay. It's okay to change destinations or or course or whatever. Absolutely. And I like the fact that you mentioned that because, and we had spoken about that before, the fact that, okay, so what do you do? You know, when let's say you, you get out of a really like, complex relationship and you want to do the inner work because you don't want to do the repeat and you don't want to do the rebound you want to do the rebirth because you kind of figured out that even though but not all everybody wants that that's the another mistake we do me when i separated i didn't think it through in the sense that i want to have a rebirth and build this and build no but that. i'm just putting words into the actions that we take after so what did you do let's so, not so use yeah, words yeah, what yeah, did yeah. you do no no because me everybody knows on this podcast that that journey because a lot of people are like they see where i'm at now but they're like i'm like it's not all pink and beautiful before when okay. i got separated the first two years i was a whore literally but okay. because the thing was and i say this with no filters whatsoever i can see that no no yeah <laughs> the, people have to understand that i'm extremely self-aware Now, if you want to judge me or stick to that part mm -hmm. of the whole journey, by all means, do you. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that if I didn't have that phase, I wouldn't be grounded, like you said, right now. <laughs> right? You have to go through hell to enjoy heaven. Because if you were born in heaven, you'll be bored as hell. You see the irony yeah. of the word? And what happened was when I that relationship ended, the 13 years, Two kids. I gave it all. Mm -hmm. I'm very family And you got married young too, right? I didn't even get married. But yes, we, we well, I had my daughter at 28. We were together okay, since I was 26. Mm -hmm. So everything went well, pretty super much. Fast. Yeah, yeah, super fast. I had two beautiful kids and everything. And everything was going super well. And then, you know, life happens. And then, you know, if you don't adapt or if you don't have the tools adequately, you have tendency of drifting apart instead mm -hmm. of drifting. You know, love is not looking at each other's eyes. It's looking in the same direction. Mm -hmm. Well, we were not looking at the same direction. And it's okay. I'm never going to blame anybody for it, right? Because it's easy to say I could have tried harder or I could have been more patient, mm -hmm. even though she left me, ironically speaking. It is what it is. So once I woke up, and one week all of a sudden I don't have the kids, right? I mm. wake up, and I was always with the kids. Wake always, up yeah. always, 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 always. Those always. are the toughest times. And the thing is I was super independent before, if you remember. Yeah, right? yeah. So I was like, I went from independent totally to oh i'm in a relationship with people family guy exactly <laughs> and i loved it it was always something i wanted i had it and then i don't have it anymore so now i have a week where i have nothing to do and i'm like so who is sin now that he has two kids and doesn't have a wife so i had to rediscover myself and when i mean rediscover myself i had to rediscover myself in the sense that am i desirable am i any type of person of value? Do I bring anything to the table? Be so you did the inner voyage. No, I enjoyed the inner voyage. But you did, because those questions that you were asking yourself are the questions a yeah, person yeah. does when they're doing the inner work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, the, question, but the questioning was, who am I now? Exactly. Right? One week out of two, I was a father. So that was easy. That was I've done that for 13 years, so it was second nature. Easy come. My kids saved my life in that sense. If I didn't have kids after that 13-year relationship, I would probably be drunk high on a beach in Thailand right about now. Okay. Because I would have been 
I don't want I don't kids. I don't have any responsibility. No responsibility of enjoy life. Let's enjoy. And that's my definition of enjoying life. As much as some people will say, oh, I just want to have a coffee with a view type of thing. You Is know, it still that definition today? If I were to ask you that today? No, but I have my moments. But And that's okay. Absolutely. Because... Before I was like, I have to have a clear vision, but I'm like, no. You have to. That's yeah. the word. That's the killer yeah, because, word. Because we're always seeking control, right? And logic. Because we're like, okay, I know this. Safety. Safety. That's it. And comfort, right? Mm-hmm. We like to be comfortable and safe. But me, I like to rattle the cage a bit here and there because it makes me feel alive. So I'm like, okay, I'm doing this, this. I'm doing good, 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 good. Let me do a little bit better. Just to spice things up. But now I'm never going to do anything bad in the sense to hurt anybody. Bad meaning that something is out of character for me. I've never been an impulsive person because I'm an overthinker. I always control the the outcome to a certain degree, of course. So I was never threatened in any way. I'm going to do this. These are the possibilities. These are the probabilities. I'm safe. And I'll do them. And I'm like, okay, cool. I always have control. And then at one point, I'm like, hey, let me try these things. New because I felt like it was a new world too, dating world. I, I grew up; there was no social media, yeah, right? We 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 yeah, were we had pagers. Yeah, remember? Yeah. I didn't even have a page. I never had a pager in my life. Have a I, I went a from uh, Homeline to a cell when I was twenty five. I think my first cell. Yeah, I was leave a message at home. I'll call you back when I'm ready. I don't remember that, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Well, I saw you at school. But I had no pager. Yeah, nothing. but like I, 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 call, I probably called you at home. Yeah, that's <laughs> just it. don't remember. Exactly. No, oh I had no. Okay. And it was so easy because I had zero responsibilities except work. And work was across my door. Yeah, yeah. Right? So you need me, just knock at the door. So it was very simplistic yeah. options. I miss that. Things being just yeah, simple. I, I do actually, miss it. I miss it. But we are it is what it is. Exactly. I know, we are I know. what we are today because there was a need. There was, you know. The, but I miss that that feeling of just, I feel sometimes we're just so overwhelmed with everything that's there. And I find that we were just more. Because it's the hardest for us. We're that generation mm-hmm. that did the bridge between mm-hmm. no internet, right? Internet showed up at our houses in 1995, 1996. Yeah. I was 16, 17 years old. So I'm like a teenager full of energy and this is new, right? Dial-up tones, the da-da-da-da thing. Cut off the line for me to go on the internet, blah, blah, blah. Two, I go in a relationship for 13 years, get out of all this, and all of a sudden there's Tinder, Bumble, this. Everybody's dating online. Uh, everybody's like a swiper away, ghosting, all these new terms that I had mm-hmm. no idea what it meant. And I make fun of me often on the pod. I'm like, I feel like, you know, you remember the movie Encino Man? Yes. <laughs> That's how I felt. I just got out of the ice age and I'm like, what wow. the hell is going on? And I was always up to date on what was going on, but from far, right? It's like, you know, reading about war and then living the war. It's two completely different. different things. Yeah. So now I'm single and I'm like, so what do I do now? Okay. So I was, you know, traveling, having fun, but with no thought of consequence, Right. Because before when you, I used to travel even when I was in a relationship, but you know, being faithful, being responsible, you know, people are depending on me. But then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, if I don't sleep for three days, it's okay. You know, let me go to Brazil. Let me go to South Africa. No worries, no thought. Money wasn't an issue in the sense that if I don't have money, I just stop. If I have money, you know what I mean? It was very simplistic times. That two, three year period after 
And then after I did all that and everything came out, I'm like, okay, so now what's next? <laughs> so who am I? <laughs> exactly. So what do I what do I want to do from here? Okay. So I was like, do I want a relationship? Do I want not? I couldn't have kids anymore because I chopped two years before we separated, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I have a daughter, son. I'm like, why would I play <laughs> with luck here? <laughs> okay. You know, they're both healthy. I have the both choices. I'm not going to push my luck. So that decision was already made. So then after that, I was just meeting people who were like, okay, do you want kids? Yes. Oh, sorry. Good luck then. Bye-bye. And then it was going on and on and on and on. And okay. then I was like, okay. but in So the you, never, you never met somebody that was interesting for you, but that didn't want children? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. I met a lot of amazing people. But then again, after that, it's a question of fitting. Because before when we were younger, you meet somebody that you can, you know, we can face big, you know, issues and growing together and stuff like that. Not today. I'm just looking for a life partner. I don't need kids. I don't need a mother to my kids. I don't need somebody to help me financially buy a house and all that. All, all we were fighting for in our 20s, mm -hmm. all the way to the 30s, that's been handled. Classy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't need somebody to clean my house. I don't need somebody to cook for me. Like, I don't need in any sense. I need somebody to stimulate me in the sense that we can sit down and have a conversation. Okay. And that's pretty much it. That's all I'm looking for. Somebody that will, you know, Put a challenge little, a little bit either. exactly okay, yeah like I'm, I'm not here for you know a housewife i'm not here for a business part i'm not just chill relax you want to travel we travel you want to walk we walk you want to cook we cook the most simplistic Simplistic. now like it minimized and if you do not fit in this simplistic mold cool good luck <laughs> but you see you had to go through all those things in order to for be sure. able today to be like okay you know what at 43 this is what i want today and you know what maybe it won't be what i want tomorrow but i'm not even thinking about what's gonna happen but it's tomorrow. okay Et voila. but it's okay before i was like i have to figure things out and i have to have a clear line no I'm like, so you were projecting you were still projecting no the it, was, future. it was a way of control it was a way of security in the sense that if i have an idea a clear idea where i'm going i'm safe like as long as i stick in between the lines i'm good then I'm like, hey, nobody said I had to, you know, <laughs> draw inside the lines. I do what I want. Mm -hmm. And then even if I change my mind, before I used to feel guilty, I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, this. I thought this is what I wanted. Now it's not what I want and stuff like that. Now it's just okay. But you were sorry because you, you hurt the person or you misled the person or you were sorry because... So I was accused for misleading actually two weeks ago. And I found it very ironic. So me, five, six years ago, would have been a big issue. I'm like, oh, no, not at all, blah, blah, blah. And then here's the proof, right? Da -da -da. You would have justified. I would have justified. I justified a lot before. Because I was like... I just, you were like that at yeah. 17 too. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Because I believed I was a good communicator. And I'm like, why aren't you seeing or understanding what I'm trying to say here? I did this for this. I did this for that. How are you accusing me of something else when I did all these things? Injustice. That's what I was talking about earlier. And the thing is, I'm a big believer of actions. I don't care about words. Because words are very temporary, mm -hmm. right? I felt that way now. Yet, later on, I'm like, oh, maybe I didn't feel that way. It was just, you know, I was tired or something like that, right? It's a side effect. And when I was accused uh, to a couple of weeks back of uh, misleading, I was like, why? 
and they communicated whatever they communicated. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, if that's how you feel, I'm sorry. But that's not how I feel. Right. And on that note, <laughs> have a great day. That's it. Because again, I cannot be responsible on how you perceive things. Right? So you remember that's what I was telling you. I'm a Mandani, you need to let it go. If you try to explain and over and over and you've tried, you know those people that tell you, I tried saying it nicely and I cried and I drew a picture and I got my sister to say it and I'm a Mandani. It's like you know where your limit is and like your intention and, and that's a lot. A lot of times when I talk to my clients, we go into the whole intention. Okay, this situation happened, you have a perception and they have a perception and you're both not agreeing on the situation. But go back to what your intention was. Was your intention coming from a place of fear or was your intention coming from a place of love? Did you deliberately do this thing to hurt or um, dismiss or disregard the person or did you really do it because you felt a certain way? And Oftentimes, when we return to our intention, it's not clear in our conscious mind when we're ta- we're taking that action that that was our intention. So how do you determine your real intention? Honest to God, every time there's a situation that creates um, a discomfort inside of me, because I know something when I feel it. I feel it in my body. So I, 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 I get uh, like uh, a pressure like on my chest or like my throat or whatever. Like each person, it's different. You get a physical reaction. I get a physical reaction to a situation that came and touched something that needs to be dealt with. Okay. And most of the time, it doesn't have anything to do with what that person just did or didn't do. This is something I'm carrying from way back, okay? So this this situation that's happening, for example, this person that told you that you were misleading them, Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with you. Oh, no, I know for a fact. It has to do probably with something that they went through in childhood where they felt that they were misled and they've been carrying it and carrying it. And these situations... It could be the ex, it could be the dad, it could be the brother, it could be no, the sub-up. She was my case study for a while. Okay. Well, it goes back really, mm-hmm. really far, Hassan. So we are looking at that person in front of us and we're like, but you did this and you did that or you made me feel this or you didn't do that. But this person is there to shed light on something that you're carrying that you need to deal with. So when I feel, and I feel it in my body right away. So if I'm mad, if I'm sad, I feel it. So the best thing to do when you can, and it depends, like you said, did you sleep? Did you eat? Yeah, did you yeah. just argue with your your kid? It's to pull back mm-hmm. and to be like, okay, what's going on? I felt this because obviously it's because somebody did something or didn't do something. And then you're like, okay. Am I able to go communicate with that person to see was that person's intention to do that or was it not to do that? I'm going to give you a hilarious example. My da- my daughter had COVID mm-hmm. and I was stuck at home because I didn't know, like I can, I didn't have any symptoms, but like I was like, maybe I'm like carrying it so I can't go out. This is recent? This was last year. Okay. No, because the protocols change so often. Uh... Exactly. But this was last year. This was in April. 
And um, my boyfriend at that time went to the grocery store to do his grocery because we weren't living together. And he came back and I was mad. I was really mad, but I, I didn't tell him that I was mad, but I was acting mad. Why were you mad? And, and then he's like, what's, what's, what's up? What's wrong? And I'm like, you know, my daughter has COVID and I can't leave the house. And you went to do your groceries and you <coughs> didn't even ask me if I needed something. And he's like, uh, why didn't you just ask me? If you needed something and I'm like, well, if you were in my situation, I would have thought to ask you if you needed something. And he's like, okay, but I don't understand. Why didn't you just call me or text me and ask me like, Munia, come on. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't have done it that way. And that's where I was listening to myself because I had time to calm down before I had that conversation, even if. That's exactly how that conversation <laughs> went. And I'm like listening to myself saying these things to him and saying to myself, when are you going to stop expecting people to react the way you would react? Because you're going to spend your whole life having these conversations. And nobody was right and nobody was wrong in this situation. Mm-hmm. But I felt so... Uh, offended and I was like you function that way you always think of what the other person needs and if you were in that situation that's the empath in me that's still there I'm not telling you it's not there anymore it's just in me and my empath we have some really good conversations and then I was like wow what are you gonna do about this and that's when I started saying to myself, when something bothers you, sit with yourself and ask yourself, are you bothered because you wouldn't have reacted that way? And therefore, you expect the person to react the same way you would have reacted. No. You need something? Ask for it. If the person says no, c'est une autre histoire. So that goes back to self-awareness. Yes. Because self-awareness will fix all the problems of the world. I'm just saying. It will. It will. And it's not going to change the other person. It's going to change your perception and your reaction to a situation. Simply. Because your symptom right there in that situation is something extremely more and more common today. Because we're all focused about me. Le moi. Right? Mm -hmm. It's how I feel. How I deserve to be treated. Mm -hmm. How people should react to me. It's never an exchange. Right? You expected him expected mm-hmm. yes absolutely because that's what i would do and that's why because uh, everybody has traumas everybody has luggage everybody has scars the issue is scars shouldn't be transferable right and a lot of people do that so mm-hmm. when i was talking about the person that said that uh i misled her was because she was taking her ex-boyfriend situation and i wasn't even dating her ex-boyfriend situation and the way... Did she know you weren't dating her? I guess. I would hope so. <laughs> That's an issue I have a lot, yeah, okay. often. But, <laughs> yes. Because they take my kindness as dating. Okay. That's another story for another okay, part. Not but I guess. But uh, what happened was, I was aware about her situation. She she communicated it to me. right? About past. the ex? Yeah, okay. The ex. And I always te- And I tell everybody this. I'm like, that's your version of the story. 
Because if I ask him, he's probably going to tell me something else. Mm -hmm. And now I'm not saying he's right or you're wrong or you're right and he's wrong. I'm saying the truth is probably in between somewhere. There is no right and there is no wrong. But person. a lot of people have tendency of trying. Any situation has to be put in one of those two categories. Yes, to make yourself feel better. Generally, and to validate make, yeah, what you did or how not. you feel, yeah. right? That's where it goes about. It's human nature. Is it really? It's human nature today. It wasn't before. Ah! Before we used to tell you, and that was that, because that is law. Even education, our parents. How many times did I ask my father, why? Did I? Because I said so. There, I don't need for you to understand. I need you to do. That was before, the iron fist, right? I tell you because I have this position of power because I'm smarter, older, richer, whatever it was, the power okay. dynamic. And then you have the kid that's like you that's going to be like, I'm going to figure it out on my own. But that's what I'm saying. And then what happens is a lot of people try to figure it out, but they misfigure it out completely because they make it about them. They make it about, you know, because it's easy when we were talking about our parents, right? When you were telling me about my relationship with my parents, where... My parents, for a certain period of time, I was angry at them because for me, for them to show me they loved me, they had, I expected them to do yes, 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 yes. The five languages of... Five love languages. Exactly. <laughs> I told you I was going to bring it back in. I know. You did it. <laughs> four, four years of experience. And what happened was I had a lot of expectations and I had a lot of anger towards them. As I grew older and I got detached from it in the sense that it had less value now now i'm okay i'm on my own i'm independent and i looked at it from far because it's really hard to focus on things when it's literally in, in your, your face, face right so when you zoom out completely then you're like the situation immigration money security you know a definition of a man in the 90s 80s was to provide find a roof and give the best chance to your kids and blah 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 that was the definition today it's not the same today mm -hmm. is different So then, and I'm like, okay, I understand his stress level because they didn't, and when you hear his stories with his father and the father of the father, I'm like, damn, he got better. And I believe that's where my approach came with my kids. I was like, as long as I do better than my parents, I think I succeeded. And I hope they do the same with their kids and blah, blah, blah. Right? Because we different generations have different problems. And different wounds because yeah. our parents have their share yeah, of yeah, for sure for sure but the thing is you'll never fix them all never never no. never but, but it just helps you to like kind of understand a little bit more their reality and maybe they did the best that they could with what they had because sure. they did not have much because if that's we what go I'm into that they really didn't have much compared to what we had and what we're giving our children i'm talking to you time wise my mother never played with me never mm -hmm. she played with my son I remember my stepfather going, where are you going? She's like, I'm going to the park. He's like, you're going to the what? She's like, I'm going to the yeah, park. My mom literally told me, <laughs> you gave your father a second chance. Because he plays with my kids. He's He has an amazing relationship with my daughter, for example. But then he didn't have the time. He didn't have the comfort he, he has now. He's mm -hmm. in 70 plus age where now he's retired and he has time to enjoy. So you should be doubly flattered because he's sharing his time with them yeah. because at that time when i wanted that validation i wanted that love and attention whatever it was mm -hmm. they didn't have time <laughs> they literally left the country left me yeah. well i stayed here purposely it was my choice 
but meaning they're like, okay, if you want to be with us, follow us or else stay. And that's that. Yeah. And it's okay. It's something but you that, had to make a choice. Look yeah, at the yeah. age at that, that what you had to make such a big choice. But I'm thankful for that because Absolutely. now at 40, I feel and like all that experience is done. It's done. <laughs> Right? Changing countries, being alone. So you should be thanking your parents. But they didn't do it purposely, and it's okay. No, but I'm not saying that somebody should take credit for it. What do you mean purposely? That, that wasn't their intention. Tension. Their intention wasn't to do it for you. They were doing it for the family, and therefore it they, gave They were doing it with like, fuck it. Like, if you're not going to follow us, and you're going to give us a headache, and this is your ultimatum, because I literally gave them an ultimatum. I was like, I'm staying here regardless of what's going on. So now it's, or I get your, your Blessing? approval. Okay. Or not. That was literally, I was extremely super hard-headed at that time with no logic. Now I'm hard-headed with logic, so it's a bit different game. So it was all emotions? It was more impulse because rationally speaking, I was fed up. I was at my fifth country, fourth language that I had to learn from scratch. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to be doing this again. I, until this day now. But I, you felt good here. For you to have taken that decision, you needed to feel that you were somewhere. To, to, to be extremely honest, it was mostly about the age. Okay. where I was at because if yeah, that would have happened and I was in Algeria probably I would have done that in Algeria too okay so, so it's not because it was Canada because I realize now that regardless at 43 I still don't feel I have a home oh but again it's okay because even culturally speaking Berbers are very nomads right yeah. they don't stick to one place and I'm like at the end of the day probably it was just my my nature deep down Right, I, I, I don't stick. I don't have attachment to material. I don't have attachment like the house. When I sold it, my ex is like, "Oh, the kids were born there," and blah blah blah. I'm like, "Yeah, and we're gonna create new souvenirs elsewhere." I spoke. But how long did it take you to to take that decision? Like, you kept the house for a really long time. Five right? years after. Uh, no, not even. Wait, it's been eight years. Yeah, it's been five years after we separated. Okay. okay. After we separated, I I kept the house because it was rational. Mortgage was almost paid. Location was location good. was good. Kids and were still young. And then I was like, and then when I was like, no, I don't need this. I just sold it like that. And they're like, oh, you don't miss the house. I'm like, no. On to the next. It's okay. okay. As long as I can rationalize the why and the how, I'm good. And even today, I go to Algeria. I'm a Canadian in Canada. I'm an Algerian. I'm born in the States. I'm an immigrant. So it never ends. At first, I was like, oh, I need to find a place where I belong. Where I belong. Yeah. And I'm like, you belong I belong on this planet. Yourself, no, but I belong it. on this planet, period. Like I can go anywhere for a month, two months, and I won't be, I, I don't get homesick, for example. Like I'll miss the kids. Now, that's something new to me. But before that, I used to travel extremely a lot and I would never be homesick. Oh, I miss my bed or I miss this. No. So you adapt really easily yes. to your environment? Yeah. Okay. Very. It's scary. The chameleon? A little bit like it's not Cam Camillo. I feel like he adapts in the sense that whatever's going on, he's gonna adapt to that. I just put myself in survival mode and get comfortable. I get comfortable quick anyway. Okay. Even when I walk in a room, let's just say, of a crowd of people that I don't know, mm -hmm. give me about 10 minutes. Okay. I'll scan the, the room, see who, what, and where, and then I'm gonna be comfortable. So that hasn't like changed with age because I remember you being like that already. I got back better then. now. Okay. Now better. A lot better because now I have more tools. Now I read a room a lot better. You know how you were talking about an empath where you feel energy? So now me, it's energy, body language, and micro expressions combined. Like it's empath on crack.
<laughs> right? Because empathy is it's really energy, warmth, heat, and vibrations. Yeah. Add to that your senses. Smell, you smell, yeah. You hear well, yeah. what you see. That too. And when you add that com- combination together, a room becomes so easily put together, right? And I tell always my kids, I don't want you to be the smartest in one field. I'd rather you know a lot of th- a lot little of little things. things. Because yeah. that way when you walk in a room, regardless of the conversation, you're not going to be completely ignorant. When you don't know, you listen. When you know, you share. It's as simple as that. So put me in any billionaires, politicians, scientists, or whatever, I can guarantee you I won't be the dumbest person in the room. Not saying the smartest by far, but I won't be out of place in the sense of, what are you guys talking about? Wow, this is amazing. Not anymore. But that's because you're so curious that you go and you research on everything and you know. I don't see it as research, but yes, I like to cultivate myself. But it's okay. not research. You don't like the word research. Okay, no, because cultivate. research is like you're digging for something, right? You're researching something. But it's curious. You're curious. Okay, how does this work? Oh, okay, I need to do this. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me figure this out. Let me go see. Let me go watch. Like you said, podcast. What's that? Then you're like, okay, let's watch a few, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's do this. So that's that side of you that's always ready to learn. Let's, yes. let's use you, learn. You always learn. You always learn. And curious and open-minded. And like that's as much as you used to you say, must. you know, like... I was in the box. Mm-hmm. You can't be in a box to be able to go and get all that, you know? You see, remembering you younger, I felt like you were in a very I tiny was box. in the tiniest box ever. <laughs> I remember I have some very Flashbacks clear Flashbacks coming to you right now, right? No, no, I I have a very good memory ironically, but well, again, and then when you study how memory works, it's a very delicate situation. We remember 10% of the stuff that happened. But you always remember from the last time you remembered yes. it. So you always have tendency of adding or removing. So that's where it becomes delicate cuz we can remember the same situation and completely, completely different. different. <laughs> All right. But from what I remember, the way I put you in my memory, you were in a very tiny esque box. And it's very fascinating that I see you today. Okay. And you feel like it's that tiny box doesn't exist anymore. No, no, it still exists. No, it's the just box not does. Tiny. It's not it's tiny. It's not tiny anymore. <laughs> you outgrew that box. Yes. Life, life puts these situation is like, okay, what are you going to do? How are you going to react? And then you react. You have patterns, right? So we we have the same situation. I would tell you maybe not, but it's the same emotion, Hassan. Yes. So you're like, this didn't work out. So instead of getting a blue box with a white cover and a pink bow, I'm going to go get a triangular box with polka dots on it and a hole in the middle. C'est pas ça. It, it's not about what the outside's like and not even what the inside is like. It's all about you and how you choose to perceive a situation and how you decide to react to it. Are you going to, you know, we were talking about letting go. We were talking about um, communication. We were talking about love language. All these things. I mean, I studied psychology when I met you. I had studied psychology so I would be able to understand and and I was feeling everything. That was my biggest issue, Hussein, is that I was trying to use my my brain 
the the books, the the knowledge that I had gotten in school, but I was feeling all these emotions inside of myself. So Yaver, there was an, an an inner battle between what I was feeling and what was in my mind. And then I had my my upbringing with my mm-hmm. Arabic parents, with my Muslim, but not like super religious, but still the values, the principles, you need to get married before you do this and you can't leave the house if you don't get married. And it's fine. It's okay. Like, I don't blame my parents for any of that. Even if I look at my brother and my sister now and they're living a completely different life. But you know what? It's fine. It's okay. Um, All that made me decide because it was a choice it's always a choice it's nobody's fault it's a choice we have choices and we make choices and I made the choice to stay in that box to feel safety because that's the only way I knew that I would not like basically have the 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 whole logic side and the emotional side come and just like (coughs) take everything over so yes uh you're not the first person that's told me that I was in the but it wasn't a, a bad thing. It was an observation. Box. No, I it was know. An observation. But it's okay because it made me go through the experiences that I needed to go through in order for me to understand that, yep, even if it's the tenth time that somebody told me that I was in a box, I, I didn't see that I was in a box, by the way, back then. It's very no, for difficult sure. for just, you to see. It's impossible. No, it's logic. No, ben no, it's c'est comme ça. No, no. And slowly, I met people and I went through things that helped me slowly, 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 like get out of that box. And I think I'm, I'm still in a box. I think everybody's still in a yeah, box, or sure. every, or some people just jump from one box to another. And there, but I don't yeah, think that's funny possible. that you. See that. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> not because uh, I'm I'm talking to you now. Mm-hmm. Even your body language is different. It is. Yes. I don't know. I... You were extremely stiff before. You were extremely, and again, correct me if I'm wrong. You were extremely, um, it was important for you how people perceived you. Yes. Right? Yes. And now I feel like you're just comfortable. You are who you are, qualities and flaws or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, if you like it, look. If you don't like it, don't look. And we move on with it, yeah. right? And it's really interesting because we're talking about, what, 20 years now? Oh, no. That's 17, 20. Yeah, 25. 20. 23, 20, whatever, yeah. 20 plus. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? No! <laughs> but it's interesting because I feel like we had different lives in the sense that we had multiple lives in the same life. Oh, yeah. Before, during, and after. And not everybody has the same experience, right? I know a lot of people that never had kids or yeah. never had long-term relationships. So they don't have that factor of living with somebody, adapting, adapting to somebody, the ups and downs, the the the... See, the, my kids made me realize that I cannot control everything. I can give them all the tools in the world. I can be overprotective. I can be present. Yet, they will have a journey of their own. Mentally, physically, create their own. I can break all the walls. But they will create their own little mm-hmm. box. Some people are more comfortable in their box. Others less. Depression, sadness, anxiety. Depression. You see, all these terms are very new to me. Okay. Depression and anxiety. I only heard this word so often the last five, six years. Before it was just man up. It was just man up. Maybe it was there, but we never gave it a title in that sense. Especially in an Algerian family, 
telling somebody, oh, I have anxiety. Yeah, okay now. <laughs> I have to send you something I saw on Instagram. <laughs> Hilarious. I'm sorry. It, yeah, yeah. It, it really, it's a girl that's imitating her mother. She's like, anxiety, I, I don't understand. Your father, he has no anxiety. Your mother, she has no anxiety. Where do you come from this anxiety? And then you see the mother reacting to these situations where guests are coming over, where the girl, mm-hmm. her room's not clean. And the way the mom is freaking out, like literally losing her mind. And like, it, it, it's, they don't know what it is, yeah, yeah. but they're all about it. <laughs> yeah, but they live with it. That's the difference. So it's like, okay, let me give you a metaphor. It's like you being here and there's somebody here in the corner looking at us. Mm-hmm. You can decide to pay attention to I it. I knew somebody was there. <laughs> you can pay attention to it. I felt it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The energy. Definitely the energy. But you can actually focus on it. Why is this person here? Whatever. Or just not focus on it. Mm-hmm. And our parents didn't have time to focus on it. Like they needed to get shit done. Right? People are coming over, clean the goddamn house. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're you're being anxious. No, no, I'm not being anxious. Accelerate. Activate. <laughs> Activate. Yes. And that's the thing. So now we're in a situation in society where do we really need to fix everything? Right? And this is the obsession, right? Because there's pills for everything now. <laughs> there's pills and but solutions. The, but that's the thing. Do we really need to fix everything? And why would we fix something? Is because we're 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 going through an uncomfortable feeling and we want it to go away. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you need to stay with that uncomfortable feeling because that feeling is there for a reason. There's something that you need to deal with. There's something that you need to put and shed light on. And a lot of times anxiety is due to something. Depression is due to something. These conditions really do exist, Hussein. I went through depressions. I can tell you I went through Mm -hmm. depressions, but it's because I had failed. I failed for my, in my perspective. So it's a little bit bigger than that. So now we know, for example, and sorry to cut you off. So especially in North America, mm-hmm. especially here in Canada, where there's a lack of sun in the winters and stuff like that. All those factors. So there's, you know, a chemical reaction inside you and there's a physical reaction to the outside. All that combined. Mm-hmm. So the level of a suicide here in Montreal is very high, right? Mm-hmm. Funny thing is it's a beautiful city. It's one of the top three in the world, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But how come? Lack of sun, the cold, the winters. And we live in an underground world here, right? During the winter, everything's under the road and whatever, whatever, whatever. Plus, whatever you confronted, whatever you're putting pressure on you. So combine all this is what makes depression, anxiety so high. And uh, the, uh, what's my the deficit of attention and all these things, mm-hmm. right? Add, add to that technology now that is everywhere bombarding you. Mm-hmm. But funny thing is these problems are seen less in, let's just say, tropical countries. Mm-hmm. But for many other reasons, I'm not saying it does not exist. A lot of poor countries, for example, humans, though, the citizens of that country, let's just say, are always in survival mode. Mm-hmm. We are in thriving mode here. Mm-hmm. You know that luxury? Action. There? Action yeah. always. Move. But, move. Move. But surviving is if you stop, you die. So you don't have time. Adrenaline is a lot higher. So mm-hmm. you're like, hey, if I survived another day, that's a win. Here, somebody loses two million when he has a hundred million. Oh, I'm a loser. And then pressure, 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 pressure. And then he goes and kills himself. Ambitions are not the same. Mm-hmm. Right? If you combine all these things, that's what makes this society so messed up in a sense 
where everything is a side effect. Everything is a symptom. Compared to other countries or other cultures, they're like, yeah, no, we don't have time for this. That There's might- another thing that I, I want to mention about, see, I'm, I'm going to use Morocco for an example. They have depression there. Yeah. A lot of women are depressed in Morocco, but they have faith, Hussein, and they believe in God. And their way of dealing with their pain mm-hmm. is by praying. Yeah, is by them looking. It's a form of meditation. Yeah. That's exactly where I was going with this. So I go there every time I do, and I sit and speak to a lot of women, young, old kids, and they have anxiety. Mm-hmm. They have depression. They have all of that. It's just that the way that they deal with it mm-hmm. is completely different. So it's all about how you want to deal with it. Now, I'm not telling you everybody that has a depression just has to meditate and go take a walk and go to the gym. I'm not saying that. There's there's really an imbalancement that happens in the brain. So t- to some degree, some people do need medication for a certain time with therapy and, and all of that. But I'm saying that it's all a question of the situation you went through, uh, les, les, um, les factors, uh, the environment, the 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 climate, like all these things mm-hmm. come into consideration. Versus meditation, nature versus uh, nature versus nurture. The meditation, the way you eat, what we eat, like we really don't eat well. Like most here. people, eat, yes. But like even in Morocco, there's a lot of sugar, yes. like refined sugar still in pastry, and they eat six times a day, five six times a day. So and and yes, they walk because they don't all have cars. Yeah, yeah. So they they are Plus moving hotter, all the time, more exactly. And, like and there there's interaction, and there's families, and people help each other. There's a community. Like all these little details make a really big difference. Like a lot of people mm. here don't have a support system. They have life coaches. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't have family. They don't have friends. They mm. don't, you know, so when you go to countries like that and you're like, she's not feeling well, but she has a whole army in back of her mm-hmm. to support her and be there for her and help her and help her with her kids. So I think that, that that's another factor that. No, for sure. But even that, that, that quality that you just actually perceived is sometimes a flaw for some. Because something that they have a lot <laughs> in North Africa is what people think, mm-hmm. right? They, they, they have this obsession. What are people going to think, you know? And as much as you have a support system, that support system could be your biggest issue because you're like, oh, if I show I'm weak, what are they going to think? If I get a divorce, if I'm unhappy, they're going to put a lot more pressure that on divorce. <laughs> and the thing is I to know, get back to the sugar part, like I said, there's no one solution fits it all. You have mm-hmm. to find whatever suits you at the end of the day. But even the, the, the diet, the sugar, that's something new in North Africa, the refined. This is because of Europe and everything, you know, how the industrialization. Of do the you world. know what people used to bring when they used to go propose? And I think they still do yeah, that. They bring, they bring sugar. They bring a huge sugar cone. Oh. <laughs> that's so, a Moroccan yes. Us, it's mostly pastries, but yeah. But they have to bring, like, it's a cone. And and it's sugar, refined white sugar. But I guess that was a luxury way back when. It, yeah, it stayed. They yeah, stayed. Now, now it's the cheapest <laughs> drug out there. And you know. Voilà. But it's crazy again, like, because uh, I even have this conversation pretty often on the pod. And I'm like, we can't find 
the solution, where we can find a comfortable place where we can actually just lay there. I and, say we're looking for the experience. I, I, I will never, the, the more I, I think about it and the more like life presents situations, there is no solution. It's an experience. That's how I want to see that. things now because the second you put, uh, I'm not telling you don't have any, uh, you know, goals or dreams or like, because then what are you living for? Like you said, like. You're living for God. Yes, you're living for God, which which that's is another subject. So but exactly, that's another centuries. that's another way of seeing it. But if you're living for God, then you're living for service. Then you're living to be here to give and to help people and to like. So th- there's a, a whole other theory about that. But well, we do it by nature too. Exactly, As parents, we give. We always serve. But not only for our children. Like oh, I think we're community. all here for a bigger purpose. Now, oh where is that, and what is that, and how is that? Like it's 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 très vaste. But I mean, what no, you're doing dreams. right now, no, what you're dreams. doing right now, what I'm doing right now, we're not doing this. We we are because we're having a conversation, and and this is like this is fun, and this is. I'm learning things, you're learning things, but we're doing this for a podcast and the whole point of a podcast is for people to hear this and have a different perspective or a same perspective of a subject or subjects that we're having today. Mm-hmm. So we are serving. In a certain way, this podcast is serving a community. But if you go to that, everything is serving. Even mm-hmm. you dying yeah. and decomposing to the earth I'm and serving. then becoming your serving. Exactly. But anything you do, because we are energy we're force mm-hmm. right so there's opposite force same force so you're pushing is gravity right? yeah gravity so you're sharing giving pushing pulling right those are the forces mm-hmm. so regardless if you stay there and you st- don't do nothing nothing you're still doing something you're breathing you're giving oxygen co2 and everything like that so regardless of how you do it as useless you can live in a hole on top of a mountain you're still giving that goes to the butterfly effect right mm-hmm. regardless now we have a greater cause. I find that very... So what is your purpose? I, if I were to ask you, what's your... Why are you here? Why am I here? Yeah. Th- there is no reason why I'm here. But the <laughs> fact that I am here now, I'm enjoying mm-hmm. it. So it's like mostly a pursuit of happiness. So what is happiness? That's another podcast in its own where I can actually talk about it for like hours and hours. And it could change. You can ask me today and then tomorrow it's going to be a bit different because it evolves. Did you watch the movie about not the, not the one with Will Smith and his son? The That's Pursuit of Happiness. That's Pursuit of Happiness. There's another one. There's the name of the guy. I can never remember the name. Edgar and the something of happiness. Pur- pursue or the... Okay, what is so it about? So the guy, uh, he leaves. Uh, he decides one day that he's going to uh, travel. He leaves his wife or his girlfriend. I'm not sure if they're married. And he um, he goes to Africa. He goes to an Asian country. I don't remember exactly where. And he decides to go and figure out what happiness is. Mm-hmm. And he meets people all along the way. And rich, poor, Welcome women, to my world. men. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm not going to say what happens at the end of the story, but it's a really good movie. And uh, there's a scene in the movie which actually really got to me, my, the impact in me. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the lady thanks him 
for 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 being you know there for her at a certain moment in uh, in the journey and he answers her oh it's my job and she's like no what you did for me is not because it's your job it's something deeper and more profound than that and sama vraiment marqué that scene specifically Why? because he was being so mais c'est normal like was he being do- modest or no, he was just not self-aware no 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 he was not being modest i think he w- i think it was a little bit of both okay and she looked at him and she's like you don't realize that you didn't have to do that and you did it because it's it's part of who you are and what you do so i think that when i'm asking you what are you here what is your purpose not a lot of people know what to answer i don't even know what the answer it is to that but i know that i'm here to impact people i've already impacted many people in my life without the whole coaching thing but i think that we're all here to and it's not to give a, a grandiose mm-hmm. you know like superior it's it's driven it's not ego driven at all so what is it i think it's a calling i think that we're all here to share like you were talking about like you could do the inner work and it's all good but like at a certain point you actually need to have like yeah, yeah. you know like <laughs> that's life you mm-hmm. can't live on your own in a because you're part of a community exactly so to touch people or to help people every day and little mm-hmm. gestures and little things that you do I think that that's human nature and that's what we're all here to do. And I know you're going to tell me like you said before but we're all we're already doing that. No, what I was going to say is if everybody has a purpose. Yeah. So it's like saying everything happens for everything and for for a reason. All right? It has no value. And I'll give you a simple example. Okay. Think about this. So everybody you said has a purpose. Right? Mhm. Now, it could be voluntary or just by luck or whatever, but everybody will impact at least one person, regardless. Absolutely. Even a born child that borns and dies right away will impact, impact the parents yeah. or the, the doctor or, the, or the yeah. whatever. Okay. And then not everything is good because the thing is impact now, we can't take it in a positive way. It could be negative too. Okay. And from a negative, you can make a positive. Positive. Okay. So I'll take the most drastic example, Hitler. He okay. impacted the last what a um, little bit less than 100 uh, years generation right the whole second world war and stuff like mm-hmm. that now that what happened there was really bad mm-hmm. but some people can actually bring out some good out of it mm-hmm. because of the bad good. there's like new rules but there's always bad too that's what i'm telling you regardless of how you see things see when i was in a box mm-hmm. it had uh, to be good there's no no bad is bad like no there's good and there's bad and we need to stay away from the bad and we need to st- stay near the good and we need to do good and we need I but now understand possible I know but there was culturally I was always pushing the bad away but I I had to come to a point and somebody made me realize that that it's it's equilibrium Munia you can't have bad and not have good and you can't have good and not have bad and what is good and what is bad but it's all a question so, of perception so you'll go I'll go even deeper to that what you just said So the Nazis, when Hitler was there, for them, that was good. 
Yeah, for them it was a good, good. thing. For him it was a good thing. And for other people were bad. He wasn't yeah. coming from a place of, I want to do bad things to this planet. He was like, I'm trying to do good to this planet, so I have to cleanse this planet type of thing, right? Mm. So because of that, there is no such thing. The concept of good and bad is very diluted, right? Because there is no good and bad. No, there's certain goods. So there's basic principles. Okay. Hurting somebody, stealing from somebody mm -hmm. is bad. There is no good. Now, the truth cannot be good or bad. Okay. Stealing from somebody yes. cannot be good. Yeah. 100%. But except to save your family. It's saving your family. family. Or the, saving the person that the has, doesn't have kids, but to the but detriment, to detriment of somebody, somebody else. else. And that's where it goes, right? The fine line. The fine line. But okay. again, but killing somebody. Now, self-defense, yes. But killing somebody in the purest form, that is wrong. There is no such thing. Now, you know, some people have mental illnesses and, you know, paranoia and shit. Yes. And then I see the devil and I try to come and kill you. There is no positive that you can actually bring out from there. That's what I meant. You know, the commandments. The extreme. And, exactly. Because we can always come and say, I'm stealing. Because. But yeah. if stealing from its principle is bad. Right? Taking from you because I'm bigger, stronger, whatever. Then you can get those exceptions that come from the rule and blah, blah, blah. Now, at the end of the day, regardless of what you do, regardless, like I was talking about Gandhi, I was talking about Buddha, they could have done 80% good. There's still a 20% of people that will take it badly. People paid the price for mm -hmm. that good. Good doesn't come for free. The same way bad doesn't come for free. Right? And once you realize that, you'll find happiness in the gray zones. Not in the extremes, in mm -hmm. the gray zones. You know what I mean, so far so good? That's what I meant by that. If you're more in the spectrum of good than in the bad today, it's a win. I heard something recently about that saying, you're happy, you're like, your life is doing good, you're like accomplished and everything, that will pass. Yeah, yeah. It's to bring yourself back to that like Tom gray Hanks zone. Said it. Exactly. Tom Hanks said that. And anything it, will happen, anything, the bad will pass. Exactly. Anything, the bad will pass, the good will pass, the no emotion will pass, everything will pass. Yeah, but that's another phrase where everything happens for a reason because when you die, that will pass. Yes, it will pass, but you're dead. You know what I mean? Because that's where the self-awareness comes into play, where you're conscious Until of the next time. <laughs> We're talking reincarnation now here? Yeah, okay. Another podcast, another podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, like I said, even the concept of reincarnation is something that fascinates me. I... I hypersimplified it. I don't believe in like, first and foremost, I don't believe in souls. So let's start with that. Yes. I feel like we are a bunch of energy. Yes. But not because we are conscious or we think we are, that gives us more value or more principle to actually justify our existence. Our ego is too much in our place. And uh, Okay, our so there is an ego, but there's no soul. Of course there's an ego. Okay, so you believe that we have an ego, but the soul, the whole the soul, a, a, what's a soul? What's, what's the soul? What's your definition? But that's the thing. So here we go. So if we're going to go through the religious point of view, mm -hmm. I don't agree upon that. Okay. Like, what's you know, your definition of soul? By definition, from a chemical reaction, a soul is the heat and vibrations that your body creates. So it's the energy. Of course. Okay. That is the soul. But the soul, by definition, is not that. It's a different entity. Because what's going to happen is when you're going to die, that energy is going to spread. Mm-hmm. 
it's not going to go back into another body and then, you know, you're back at it and here we go again. Here we go again. It's okay. you are stardust, you will return stardust, mm -hmm. right? That's the principle of everything and you can see it and witness it constantly in life. Every time. Yes. I give the example often to my kids because when they talk about religion and I rarely, well, I've never spoken about religion on this pod. Because it's a very delicate... Politics, no, politics, yeah. Yes, politics, definitely. All the time. <laughs> politics, definitely. Religion, And soul, because... I'm going to remember. We need to no, talk no, no, about no, the for soul. Sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. Because they're like, oh, God, you know, everything was created and everything. And I'm like, if you think about it, if you leave an orange on your counter, an orange, mm -hmm. right? And it decomposes. The first thing it creates is what? Flies, mm -hmm. right? It created life. So by definition, that orange is the god of that fly. But does the fly need to know that it was created out of a chemical reaction and not purposely, and it has a purpose. That's our biggest flaw right now, is we need to validate our existence, right? We have a purpose. We have this. We are here for a reason. No, we're not. We're just a random probability that happened, or like a grain of sand and an infinite beach. Without you, it would still be a beach, but you are there now. And you're part of the system. And once you're gone, somebody else will come and replace, and replace you, you. And stuff like that. Okay. So you don't think you're here with a bigger purpose or oh, with a purpose? No. So hells no. no? You're hells just no. here to live, live you, the you life know, you're living. You, you know, scientifically speaking, our existence. So let's just say I live for 80 years. 80 years. Is nothing. <laughs> it's not even nothing. <laughs> it's, 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 it's nothing less than infinite nothing, time. actually. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's our egos that have to justify our existence. And some people need that justification because they're else they're going to go mad. It's going to be anarchy. here. My, my life has no purpose. Fuck it. Then what am I doing? Exactly. Yeah. And then they do whatever they feel through any impulse or reaction to go. But the fact that we have a purpose. Discipline. It's going to give you some sort yeah. of discipline, like religion. Exactly. Religion, would, there was this philosopher that once said, if God did not exist, we needed to create him. Regardless. Regardless if it's true or not. If he does exist or not. We would have had to create him because it was a way of control. Guys, there is something after this. If you do good, you know the boogie monster story mm -hmm, that we do our kids. Mm -hmm. If you sleep, he won't come. He won't if you come, don't, he'll come. come yeah. Religion is literally, when you think about it from outside, I'm not going to the deeper, the souls and stuff like that. I'm just going on the surface. It's exactly the same story. You do good, you go to heaven. You do bad, you go to hell. You're going to have this bad little Lucifer that's going to torture you. And then anybody you. ever come back to tell you how it is? But how Maybe did the they, well, that's what I'm saying. And then, you know, and when you see history through its evolution, right, the witches when they started killing women and, mm -hmm. you know, people that said they were possessed mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Now we know it's schizophrenia. You bipolarism. tried to make me watch, wait, what is that horror movie? <laughs> I just remembered you trying to make me watch a horror movie. Yeah, that's movie. probably me. <laughs> uh, it's not coming back to me, but when it is, I'm definitely... But that's the thing. So now today we have other things. And now I'm not a guy that is all about science because even science has its flaws. But what I love about science is what is necessarily true today is not necessarily fully true tomorrow. There's certain things that are won't change if you don't change the factors. Like I keep on telling everybody, I'm like, if you jump off a building a million times, you will always fall. You'll never, there's gravity. not going to be an exception. You're going to fly away. Gravity is gravity. Now mm -hmm. you can change your level of gravity. You can put yourself wings. You can glide, whatever, whatever. But at the purest form, those are the mathematical equations. That's the universal language. Now, there's certain things we do not understand. But it's not because we do not understand them. That means they're wrong. 
And often, religious people will come and tell me, it was like, okay, so what happened before the Big Bang? Scientifically today, well, there's somewhat of a theory coming out recently, but you cannot create something from nothing. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. So they're like, you see, it had to be God. But then I'm like, I'm going to use that same logic with you. So if God created us, who created God? Mm -hmm. Right? So it goes into it this goes infinite in loop. loop. Yeah. Now, if you believe in that, me for me, it's like having a favorite sports team. You're allowed, entitled to have your favorite team. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to debate the color red, let's just say. As long as it's good and it's not harming you or harming people around you, by all means, you can believe in whatever you want. Indians have how many gods? 267 something around those <laughs> gods. Who am I to judge, right? You're happy, you're good, you're comfortable in that reality. Who the hell am I to come and say that is wrong? wrong Because is logic right. is not necessarily the truth and is not necessarily associated to happiness. Knowing everything will make you the most miserable person yes. on this planet. But you can't know everything. It's impossible. It's a pursuit But that's of the beauty about it. It's impossible. We love knowledge. But we love to learn and we love to know and evolve and understand and put the pieces together. It's like a puzzle. But what is true today could be wrong tomorrow. Right? Again, a lot of things we learn today that we didn't know 50, 60 years ago and vice versa. And then there's the lies and the manipulation and blah, 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 blah. And that's what fascinates me even more. Right? Because a lot of people say, oh, slavery was something common. But then when you find out that this was done because of this... Then you're like, oh, okay. When you find out that Jesus' story was duplicated 17 times before it actually came to him, yeah. way before him, and then you find out that it was Constantine that mixed mm -hmm. up with the thing. And then you're like, wow, this fascinates. Now, it doesn't mean he did not exist. Just so then say, you don't believe anything anymore because every time a story actually, comes out or a uh, theory comes out, you're like, But why do I need to believe about something? So it's like, what's the purpose of you just hearing the information and next? It's knowledge. Something that makes me happy. It's a chemical reaction. It's like love. People could go and romanticize it as much as so they want. So it's a chemical reaction? I like that. I like is, the way you're describing it. It is, it. So it is a chemical like reaction. So it's like an endorphin, like a... It could be in your stomach. It could be in your brain. It could be in your heart. Nice. Mostly they said that the, the second brain is the, the stomach. So depending on what you eat, you can feel different. Mm-hmm vibrations, mm -hmm. different energy, music. Different music. When no, you but listen that's to music, frequencies. you frequency. Frequencies. But this is, again, something that can be reproduced. Today, we know that there is a direct correlation with your senses and how you feel emotions. and emotions. Mm -hmm. And emotions, deep, deep down, when you go back at it, are chemical reactions. Mm -hmm. Because when you have suicidal thoughts, they give you pills. What are they sending you? Soul pills? No. It's a chemical reaction for an unbalance for the brain or your stomach. Right? Now you can go into the technical part and it's okay. But knowing that does not remove the charm of being in love, being happy, being joyful. Surprised. Exactly. Being amazed. And that's where yeah. the, the ego comes into play. My ego is not here meaning that I have to have a greater cause. I have to be part of a greater purpose. No, I don't need to. There not, there's not, I don't need to have something after life. I can just enjoy the moment. And if there is something afterlife in the sense where you This think life. people okay you're talking about an afterlife no because you're no, talking about heaven, this hell soul. reincarnation okay. whatever it is everybody every culture has their theories security but that's what i'm saying because if i tell you oh okay you're dying tomorrow Indeed. and then after that it's nothing oh my god what was the purpose of but why do you need to have a purpose why do you have to know the purpose actually everything has a purpose because everything's an action reaction if you go deep down to it but do you really need to know 
Does the car need to know that it's a car? I don't think you need to know, but I think that somewhere, somehow, you you would like to have guidance and some kind of clarity. And for you to know what that is, you need to try a bunch of things. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So that's it. It's it's an experience, and like you said, each person is going to touch another person. Some people more than other. Is is it because you touched a million? Or 10 million people, or if you touched one person. Quantity, if you, quality. Exactly. Whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, if you smiled at somebody who was suicidal and that smile actually gave them hope to go on another day, well, then why should that that's, make you or not make you? But that's a perfect example. So that ex- same example, you smiled and somebody did not commit suicide because it made him feel like his father was smiling. Do you need to know that you actually so had not. that impact on them? And that's where I was going with. So regardless of whatever purpose, I don't necessarily need to know the end of this purpose. I just need to live it. I have a heartbeat. I have a moment. I am aware technically. Maybe I'm dreaming. Who knows? It could be we're in the matrix. We're plugged. We're energy. Whatever <laughs> it is. Regardless, as, as absurd as it can, might sound, only thing I can say is what I'm aware of now. And even self-awareness and awareness could be manipulated. Right, brainwashing. We can. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. So all these are chemical reactions. The minutes, the minute that you understand the chemicals, you can manipulate them. You can control people by masses. Right, talking about the media, the information, the oh social. God, me- yeah. You know, when you look at all the research, you're like, we're being brainwashed constantly. Even the food, the sugar, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, if you think about all these things, you're like, I'm not even living in reality. <laughs> I'm constantly being manipulated. Mm-hmm. So. It, you have two purposes. You make choice. You, exactly. And the metaphor that I enjoy is, you know, jumping into the rabbit hole. Alice in Wonderland, yes. right? Do you want to really wake up or not? See, when the Morpheus gave Neo blue pill or red yes. pill, I'm yes. like, I want the green pill. I want to be able to go a little bit here and a little zone. bit here. You're in the gray. Yeah, I love gray. <laughs> I love gray. Because if I feel like understanding and digging deeper, I can. And if I feel like just gliding in this delusion and this epiphany that was created by my mental... Illness or wellness. wellness. Let me enjoy it. Okay. Why do I have to be in a specific category? You know what I mean? And this is what happens today's society. If you look at it, religiously speaking, you're Muslim, Christian. You have to be, you can't be in three boxes. You can't be Christian and Muslim. You can't. It's you have to pick a team. You have to pick a team. Yeah. No, yeah. I understand. Even what even you when mean. it comes to food, let's just <clears throat> say I'm vegetarian. I can't eat meat because I'm vegetarian now. I can't eat even rarely. You know, I have to be put in a category. Mm-hmm. And if you eat meat once in a while, vegetarians like you can't be considered us. You're there, right? Men, women, trans, and all these new mm-hmm. boxes that they created with all this fucked upness. Straight, bisexual, People bipolar. Belong. They want to feel like they belong somewhere. To belong, but they're creating more and more. Before it was very simple. Mm-hmm. It was like there's two groups, pick, right? Now. We're yeah, like, but then they had the gray zone people. Then they're like, we have to make other boxes. But the gray zone would be not creating a new box. It would be like, I don't need the box. I can go just here. It's like, you know, having two lines to, to draw in. I'm like, okay, those are guidelines, but I don't need to follow them. Does that make me an artist? Does that make me a guy just doing, you know, scrabbles or whatever it is? By e- each their own, because people put their own tags on whatever they want. You can be the nicest person with the best intentions. But if you've committed something bad to somebody oh he's a hypocrite he's stealing he's doing this and this is and that there's hate and love in any situation mm-hmm. you won't be loved constantly well, like we were saying at the beginning yeah. right because i'm going full circle <laughs> this is my special <laughs> skill too 
as we conclude in the sense that there won't be an answer, but I can, like I always said, I don't know the answer, but I enjoy the problem. I'm enjoying it's the about problem. the process. And actually, it's funny because b- during COVID, when COVID hit, I had gotten, you know, those little diamonds that you stick on a like a it's like a poster and there's like all these colors and numbers and, mm-hmm. and letters. And you have to take these like one milli- millimeter by one millimeter, like little diamond studs. You have to stick them by colors. And I, 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 I kid you not. OK, there were like. There were diamonds everywhere in my kitchen on the table for three months. My mm-hmm. kitchen table, half of it was like my kids were fed up of seeing me working on that thing. And I was super happy when it was done. But honestly, it was the whole process because every time I was like, OK, I'm going to finish this section and then I'm going to take a break. And I would finish the section and I would leave and I would come back and I was missing a bunch of diamonds. <laughs> And it just shows you that when you're looking at something mm-hmm. and you're focusing on it for a really long period of time, you just don't see clear anymore. And that's okay. And it's perfect. And I enjoyed. Did you the, have fun? I had the time of my life. Exactly. Okay. And everybody's like, you really did that for like three months on and off? It was COVID. We were like home. <laughs> yes, I did. But I was super happy about the result. But every time I think and I see that, that, that poster or whatever Mm -hmm. i remember the whole process of in and out in and out so that's actually very beautiful i'm going to close the podcast on this actually it would be like saying so i'm going to metaphor what you just said it would be like saying oh i'm born and i know i'm going to die because we're all guaranteed to die so what's the point of living right so you're going diamond by diamond and enjoying the process exactly so enjoy life whatever the process is right yes good or bad if you messed it up or you miss whatever it is you should enjoy the process because mm-hmm. regardless, when you finished it, you were like happy. But oh then, my god! Then you moved on to something else. Yeah. But, but I, when I look at it, I remember the whole process and all the things that I learned about myself, my patients, my, and like how okay, get out of the situation, stop looking into the like mm-hmm. you know, like open your eyes, get out of the box. <laughs> That's what this podcast is going to be called. Get out of the, the box. box. Exactly. Thank you very much. Thank you. This was amazing, actually. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Beautiful. And on on that note. (laughs)